Welcome, everyone, to MindHub Podcast once again for episode three. Thank you so much for joining in for the third episode, or if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, then welcome. Uh, today's topic is going to be a little different, a little bit more controversial. So on that note, we, uh, we're we labeling it as our first episode of Spicy Talk. So from here on out, any sort of controversial topic we might touch on, it's going to be a little spicy. So Spicy Talk, episode number one. <laughs> and uh, D, I'll let you uh, take off on the topic. So uh, I was going through Instagram last week, or oh, yeah, about last week, and I came across this post by an actor um, who used to be a bodybuilder, um, and he's also a personal trainer. I can't pronounce his last name, but I think it's Matt McGorry. I'm not sure, but I'm going to read you um, his post. And there's also a video, which if you really want to go check that out, You should. It's kind of interesting. But anyway, here's the post. Working on your summer body, in quotation marks. I get why people do it. Hell, I used to do it as well. But broadcasting your weight loss like a badge of honor does impact other people. People are listening, whether it's people in larger bodies who already know that society hates them for who they are, young girls, boys, and non-binary kids who are absorbing the cultural messages around them and perhaps going on their first diet. 80% of girls have been on a diet by age 10. People battling eating disorders, trying to disconnect feelings of worth and thinness, and every other person who overhears us and sees our posts. Our comments don't exist in a vacuum. We shape culture as we choose how to participate in it. And it it upholds a culture of fat phobia, even if that's not your intentions. If you have any questions, please feel free to see his post. But... All right. So we just kind of wanted to pick apart this post and talk about how we feel about it. <laughs> we, I, I have a, nothing against him as a person, um, as an actor. I used to watch How to Get Away with Murder. So, you know, like I have nothing against this person at all. Yeah. Um, I didn't even recognize who he was for like, I, I was just like, all right, who's this dude? Um, but yeah, where should we start with? this conversation there's so much to like so i think i think why it kind of bothered me we was because like he was talking about before and after pictures and how they're toxic how they're toxic and like i can see both sides of it but we shouldn't be shaming people for trying to show off their accomplishments um i get dms all like not all the time but pretty frequently saying that I shouldn't be posting before and after pictures and that it's harmful and that, you know, yeah, you accomplished this, but like you're, ho- you're hurting a whole bunch of people and it's like, you can't make everyone happy. Right. Yeah. That is, uh, that is the most frustrating part to me because it's just that it's almost like we forget that it's okay to be in different places in our lives and that, people can celebrate where they're at and you can be where you're at and they're not shaming you for it. It's just that you're, you're in different places and that's okay. And if you're okay with where you're at, awesome. But if you're feeling hurt by someone's before and after picture, it's kind of an indicator that something is wrong. You are not happy where you're at. Uh, Maybe you feel hopeless. Maybe you feel like it's just, 
you want to change, but you can't, or yeah, just so many different things. And I think the biggest that I can understand, uh, the society, you know, societal pressures, being uh, born female and all that, and having had past issues with eating disorders and how like it could come across or just be um, hard to deal with if you are in a certain point of your life where you are not happy or you are struggling, but you can also control your content that you are consuming. Um, and so it's like, if I think of myself back when I wasn't happy with myself, I probably wouldn't follow people who posted a lot of that kind of thing, or I just, you know, when I'd get to the point where I wanted to change, I would find it inspiring. So it's kind of problematic when we come with these like sweeping generalizations that everything is toxic if it's toxic to like a, a small amount of people. So it's like you want to take away something completely, but it also might be inspiring for some people. So what what do we do there? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I I agree with what you're saying. Like, I do believe like 80% of girls have been on a diet by the age of 10. My mom put me on a diet when I was like nine, and I was like, okay, like I don't understand why. Um, so like that that part I definitely understand. But like we have to be able to celebrate everyone's bodies. Like, um, I believe that of course, no matter what weight, no matter what height, no matter what you are, you should be able to love yourself and wear whatever you want and, you know, look like whatever you want and feel good in your body, no matter what size or weight that you are. And I, and I agree with that. Um, I just, that post in that video that he posted, it just didn't sit right with me. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. and it just, that's kind of why we're talking about it today. <laughs> yeah. And also anyone, so say someone posts a before and after picture and, you're in a play. You're in a different place. Them celebrating their hard work has nothing to do with where you're at. Late into shaming you. Like if you're more looking how their before picture was, it it's not. It, it literally has nothing to do with you. Um, it's just them celebrating something that they're happy about. So then there's the people who assume and say like, oh, this was an, an unhealthy weight loss or like they didn't lose it healthy. And it's like, you can't assume that it's unhealthy weight loss off the bat. You just like, you can't assume that it is healthy, but if they're celebrating it, you don't know their life. All you can really do is give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, well, if they're happy, then I'm going to be happy for them. So yeah, we just skip over the whole, I'm happy for this person. They put in some hard work and they want to celebrate it. But yet there's all these people that are like, this is toxic. Like this is unhealthy. And I can just imagine like, damn, that must feel really shitty. I know that there was a little controversy with Adele recently and her weight loss. I was just going to bring that up. That's funny you <laughs> that. And I was looking at the internet and I was thinking, damn, if I was Adele right now, I'd be so sad because so many people were trashing her saying that it was unhealthy. And it's just like, nobody knows a damn thing about her life and how she lost the weight. Uh, she could have done it 
in the most healthy way possible. Nobody knows. And people are saying that it's not healthy and that she shouldn't have lost weight and she's just caving to society. And it's like, maybe she actually had a health issue and she just kicked it into gear and was kind of like, I can do this. I'm going to do this and look at, I'm happy. I feel better, that sort of thing. But yet that wasn't how people took it. <laughs> and she didn't post a before and after picture. She just posted a picture of herself and people right. made made before and after pictures for her, which is not yes. right. Like, I don't agree with that. Like, let people live their life. If they post a before and after picture, cool. But like, don't assume, like you said, like they lost the weight, like uh, unhealthy. Like you don't know what's going on in their life. Like you, you can't just assume things about people. Um, right. And Matt's post like also hits hard because like a lot of the trans community say we shouldn't be posting before and after picture before and after pictures right. and it's like like why like yeah. it's it's not hurting you unless you're insecure about yourself right and that's that's the hardest thing because it's like here's some tough love I'm sorry but like <laughs> if my personal journey is affecting you in a negative way because of a picture you might have some in, internal things to sort through right there. But I know when I was first starting my transition, before and after pictures were actually really, really helpful for me. Well, and they same. gave me hope. And I was like, wow, this person started here. I'm basically right there, but look at them now. And so I was just, it was kind of just some way to know what I had to look forward to, to keep going, to stay focused on, you know, be patient because it kind of does give you a little bit of a timeline of like, okay, this is five years ago. I've got, I'm been on T for like three months. Obviously I need to, you know, calm my tits and be uh, patient. So that was, it was helpful for me. So and it's still helpful for me today when I do post before and after pictures because it's like sometimes you forget how far you've come and mm -hmm. how much work you've put in. So it's like, damn, it feels so good to look at that and see that and then hope that you can give other people hope like someone gave you at that point in your transition. So, yeah. No, I, I, I agree completely. Like I use before and after pictures to help it like motivate me in times where I don't think I've made progress and, and, and times when like I'm like okay I want to give up and then I look back and I'm like oh like I really did make progress in a month or two months ago or like three years ago and it, it's like like to see yourself like how far you've come is definitely helpful for people and we can't just shame them if they want to do that um and and I we're probably going to get better backlash if, if people listen to that but to us but it's like I mean we're only two people sharing our experiences and what we think you know totally and I think a lot of the folks who find it toxic or uh, problematic there's a lot of times that they just are in places that they don't have hope that they could you know or they just feel bad about themselves and that's why it hits so hard it's just like we want to give people hope like that's one of the main reasons we've started this podcast and that's also not to say that we think you have to change but if you are happy with where you're at it's likely that you're not going to really care about before and after pictures either so it's just something to be aware of uh you know and like self-aware look at where these things are coming from when you 
feel that emotional reaction to something that you see on social media. That goes for anything. Like there's times where I get riled up and, you know, I get fired up about something. Then I have to take a step back and be like, why am I feeling this? (laughs) (laughs) I might be feeling insecure right now. Okay, let's just take a step back. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think about when he said like people working on their summer body, like how... Like, do you think that's controversial? Like, do you think us as a culture, like, like, I want to know your thoughts. <laughs> that's a good one that I was hoping we would come back to. So I think the summer body thing is probably a bit more problematic than just general health and fitness, weight loss type of thing, because it does give this connotation that you can't be naked unless you're perfect looking or you can't be in a bathing suit unless you look perfect. And that is by no means... I would never, like, I feel like anyone should do as they wish and be as comfortable as they wish in their, where they're at. Like, love yourself where you're at. And I always love people where they're at no matter what. And I wish that everyone do that for themselves. So to, like, have to get beach body ready, I'm not really, you know, a supporter of that. I think that there could be some benefits in having kind of, like, short-term goals to kickstart things. So it could be, you know... A motivator it is for a lot of people each year you know we're doing a, a bodybuilding show called summer shredding <laughs> so obviously there is you know a cultural thing surrounding it there is this short-term motivation to be summer ready um but overall my focus is is always loving yourself and health so by no means do i think people need to get summer ready <laughs> yeah i I think that it can be a motive motivator for people, especially if they're not confident in themselves and they want to get more confident in themselves. And they're like, oh, summer's coming, the beach. Like, I want to look good. Like, you can look good at any weight. Don't get me wrong. You can look good at 500 pounds. You can look good at 150 pounds. Like, you can look good no matter what weight you are. But if you are not comfortable in yourself and you want to, you know, better yourself and feel more confident, then that's kind of a motivator for them. I do think that our society and our culture, though, like, definitely feeds on skinny bodies and fit bodies. Like, I don't have as many likes and as many followers as, like, you or, like, other people who are smaller and they have definition, like, they have abs, like, things like that. So from that perspective, I do think that society, like, plays or caters more towards, like, the fit, athletic, build, like, like aesthetics, like, that kind of thing. And especially, like, social media, like, the algorithms, I think I said that right, (laughs) Um, definitely, like, puts out more content to... Um, like people if they're fit and there's also has been a controversy going around that TikTok will not like if you are bigger and you are not as fit and you are part of the LGBT community they're not going to push your TikToks to on the for you page as as they will someone who isn't those things or someone who who is those things so it's just I think there definitely is a cultural divide with um, fat phobia and I think it's true like there is fat phobia like people don't like fat people and um, I saw that especially as when when I was growing up as a woman like people did not like me people did not like they wouldn't move for me but like 
now as a bigger man like it's completely different no one gives me dirty looks no one like makes fun of me like i don't see i don't hear it even with my brothers like when i was a fat woman like it was completely different like they would make fun of me they would like call me names and things like that but now it's like they don't say a word and like i don't know if that's like a gender different thing or like i don't know what it is but it's 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 interesting to live as both and to be able to like share my experience as both it's like it's it's different. Yeah, that's definitely really interesting. And I think there's probably a little bit of both involved there because it's definitely more acceptable for there to be like, you know, upset men for some reason. Like it seems to just be <laughs> perfectly fine. But then, you know, when it comes to women, it seems to be like thinness is really, really celebrated. So it's like, I obviously see all of the problematic issues that are going on and that's not something that I ever want to contribute to because my biggest focus or number one thing that I always want to present is that health is number one and someone's weight uh, or how they present it's it does not represent their value as a person or like just because someone's overweight I'm never going to be like oh yeah I don't like you like that is never anything that has crossed my mind so it blows my mind that some people like are fat phobic in the way that they literally will not like someone just by their weight mm -hmm. and honestly that probably says more about the person themselves because they obviously have some some issues uh <laughs> but um the whole way that society you know pushes certain body ideals on people is definitely not the greatest and that's when I like how Tess Holiday is in those circumstances where she's mm -hmm. just kind of like fuck you all I'm gonna do my own thing and I'm just like yeah you're awesome do it the only issue that I have with Tess Holiday sometimes is that she ignores the health side of things mm -hmm. so it's like no one has the it it's no one's place to tell you that you're unhealthy just by looking at you or like telling you that you're unhealthy because it is no one's business but your own. But I do find an issue when people ignore the facts of, you know, metabolic issues from being overweight or from eating unhealthy that take place over time. And it might not be this instantaneous thing that people can recognize, but with COVID-19 as well, you know, it's a comorbidity. Uh, <laughs> so it's kind of like brings to the forefront of some of the issues or health issues that, you know, things like that can, can have. So it's kind of like, I don't think we should ignore the health facts. However, that says nothing about this person's, uh, value as a human being they are just as valuable a, of a human being as anyone else and i guarantee you anyone who is extremely underweight and unhealthy also has core core <laughs> is gonna die from coping i'm kidding it's <laughs> i can't talk it's, it's okay. also probably at higher risk for covid because obviously their immune system is going to be compromised if they are extremely underweight and not eating properly, they both are, they both basically have the same issues on opposite sides of the weight spectrum. So we have to consider 
everything here. It's not just overweight. It's just anyone who's not healthy. Um, I've been rambling now, but I'm no, just saying. No, I, I, I think <laughs> what you said is, 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 it's very important. Like I went, when I was probably like in my early twenties, like I looked up to, to Tess Holiday, and, and sometimes I still do. Like she was the first, like, bigger woman to be on a cover of Cosmo like like it's amazing like I think girls should see I think that that we that they shouldn't hide people of any size like they should be on magazines they should be like everywhere so that people know that they exist my like you said I don't have any issues with Tess Holiday. it's that you know no one should tell you if you're healthy or you know what you should be doing I'd like that's not it at all. It's just at, at some point you got to just take a look. You got to take a step back and be like, okay, I'm not as healthy as I should be. Okay. What are you going to do about that? And she does post workout videos and she does work out. So, you know, it's none of our business. It's whatever she wants to do. But I do yeah. think she is a great like role model for people to like look up to, especially young girls who might be that size. Yeah. I think that's also a great, she could be a great start for people in the sense that you can't, you can't uh, hate yourself or submit like, hate yourself a- a- into submission to getting healthy. It just doesn't work that way. So it's like she comes from a place of just loving yourself where you're at, and a lot of the times that's when people can actually get in a healthier place physically as well as mentally. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you are starting off in an unhealthy mental space you're not going to go anywhere with that. So you should always love yourself and have complete permission to uh, be at any size that you are and be comfortable in your body. Like no one should tell you otherwise. It's just the sense of like, kind of like how we were talking about, let's just get into all the controversy today. We're talking about COVID-19 and how, you know, the economy's opening back up. And it's just like, some people are just like, no, we're going to stay inside forever. And then it's just like, but also, it's kind of scary to be forced to stay inside forever. We are humans, and we do have some self-responsibility, and we can make decisions and weigh the risks, take precautions, like wear a mask, social distance, do everything. Weigh the risks of your possibility of getting sick, but maybe you should be able to do life still as long as you're still following all the precautions instead of being forced to not do life because they don't trust you to do things i don't know but it's <laughs> the same thing with uh like tess holiday she's way she weighs the risks and she knows them obviously but she's fine with it so that's just kind of life, right? We weigh the risks and we find what is important to our own selves. Yeah, no, like I get messages sometimes on my Instagram that's like, you're outside, like you're not wearing a mask. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in nature and I walk past someone, but I make sure I'm six feet away so that like, I mean, I carry my bandana with me just in case like there is a whole bunch of people and I need to wear a mask. But like, you we still have to live our lives live our life like should we have like throw throw ragers where everyone is together <laughs> and we're so close together or we're at a bar or we're at a nightclub where everyone's all on top of each other no but i do think at some point we do need to like 
not open every single thing in society, but like be okay to go outside, go to the grocery store. Like don't yeah. be scared to like live your life at least a little bit. Yeah, because there's no, I mean, vaccine could be very far off if there is even, we still don't know for sure that we can have a vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's kind of like, are we just going to not live our life for however many years? And I'm just thinking how my mental health is right now. And I just like, this is way worse. <laughs> like the risk of staying home for me at this point is higher and me taking a risk while also taking all the precautions to protect myself and other people. It's not like I don't care about other people. Um, I will social distance. I will wear a mask. Um, but to stay in, you know, suicide rates are going up. Mental health issues are going up. And, you know, if we want to touch even more on the COVID-19 shit, oh, my God, we're going to die from this episode. But... Uh, <laughs> Please, people, we love you. Do not kill us. Um, a lot of the, you know, we're talking about higher risk categories, and it's just like we talk about wearing masks and distancing and all these things for precautions, but we also have to think about our health and how only like 12% of the population is actually metabolically healthy to like fight this thing. So it's just to think like our whole country is pretty unhealthy if we think about it <laughs> yeah i mean texas is 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 open um pretty much they have restrictions but like athlete gym is open and but they're doing really good with like how they're opening how they're cleaning and i know that texas's numbers are going up with covid um but it's just like I think summer shredding is going to happen or whatever they call it. If they call it fall shredding, you know, <laughs> our show, I feel like Christian will make sure our show happens. Whether we can only bring one person or like whether we don't have an audience, like I know that our show is going to happen. It's yeah. like, and people will give us shit for going. Like if oh I hop on a plane, like we are going to get I shit know. for this episode. But like oh. <laughs> if, like we were talking about me coming to see you and like flying and staying with you for a few days. Like if 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 I did that, people would yeah. flip. Like, what oh, do you man. mean you flew to California from Massachusetts to hang out with someone? It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it comes back down to individual choice. You know, it's that you have to decide for yourself. You know, you know I live by myself, so like I don't. There's, I'm not putting anyone else at risk. Like, if I was staying with, like, my grandparents, which I don't have, they're dead, um, like, I probably would have killed them with being trans if they were alive when I came out anyways. But I think <laughs> it would be a different story. So that's where it just comes down to everybody's individual situation is different and you can't judge someone this comes full circle you never know anyone's life anyone who posts a before and after picture you don't know their process you don't know their life anyone who decides that they want to fly to texas in october you don't know their life well you kind of do i show a lot of my life but it's so we just assume and we make generalizations and we're like everyone has to do everything the same because that's just how it is and you're putting 
you're killing grandma if you step outside your door it's <laughs> i just can't do more <laughs> do i think the that the pandemic is over no not at all do i think cases uh, are gonna rise yes yep. like my other half is a nurse like she works she doesn't work on the front lines, but she is a nurse and she works with people and they have a testing site outside of where she works. And these nurses who are at the testing site are going into the building where she's working at, which don't get me started. I, I don't understand how they can let them inside. Like, hey, whatever. <laughs> anyway, like, do I think it's over? Not at all. Um, and but like it comes down to like we don't know if we're ever going to be able to have a vaccine and if we do have one i'm not getting that vaccine right away like i don't know what's going to happen like nope i'm not getting it right away like nope nope like yeah i i am not an anti-vaxxer i think everyone should have vaccines but the vaccines that are tested and that are proven to work like not right away like even my other half was like if we get a vaccine for this i'm not getting that right away like <laughs> Because, like, you don't know, like, what it consists of. Like, yeah. are they really going to test it on a whole bunch of people? No. They're just going to give it out to people. Yeah. But. Yeah. Same same here. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But with that one, I'm like, that's a risk that I would like to weigh myself and make my own decision. <laughs> and I would rather my preventative measures be staying as healthy as possible and hoping that that's enough. And if I die... I die. I know that. That's a risk that I have considered. I'm an anxious person. I always think of all the worst case scenarios. So don't think that I haven't thought of absolutely everything. But right now, staying in my house and not living my life is the worst case scenario. Like, even if I go out for two weeks and then get COVID and die, at least I had those last two weeks. I don't know. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> We're just going on a rant here today, and I that's know. okay. Like, I, I've been, like, this past week, I've been dealing a lot with seeing people at the gym. Not not here. My state's not open, and your state's not open. But seeing people in, like, Texas and Georgia and seeing people at the gym and working out, like, I'm mad because I want to be able to, like, work out that at the gym. Like, I'm very thankful I have weights and, like, I can work out. But, like, I want to go to the gym. <laughs> like, yeah. I want that environment. Like, I'll wear a mask if I have to. I'll pass out from wearing a mask. But, like, I'll wear a mask. I'll wear gloves. Like, just let me work out in the gym, please. Right. It's, it's crazy. And this is also, like, people turn it into a political issue. And depending on your stance on if we can open the economy or if we can, like, go outside or if we can do things, like, people tend to, like, put you into this political side of, like, left or right. And it's kind of like... <laughs> bullshit dude like this is just this is none of that we don't have to make this a political stance it's life and this is an individual response like we can make decisions without being like yeah so i'm a i'm a democrat so therefore we should all stay home or be like yeah i'm a conservative so let's just open everything up completely and just not give a fuck about anyone it's like you can <laughs> care about the economy you can care about grandma and it's going to be okay we don't have to choose sides not everything is black and white this whole situation is so complex and nobody knows enough information to really say what's gonna work what's gonna not work and for anyone to say that they know for certain uh, the solution is bullshit nobody knows so i'm gonna step down off my high horse now before i <laughs> get shot <laughs> and, and then people people are probably gonna come back with what we're saying and saying that we're very privileged because we don't 
have, I mean, we could have under, like, I have an underlying disorder, like, I'm obese still. So, like, you know, but, like, we're privileged to the fact that we're not sick, we haven't been exposed. So it's, like, we're going to get that. And, like, yeah, I am a little privileged. Like, I'm thankful that I haven't gotten exposed. But I also, like, I don't live by myself, but, like, I don't live with, like, the elderly. I don't really see the elderly. I see my mom. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's about it. And that's another thing, like, I, you know, my parents are elderly, and my mom's overweight, and so it's kind of this, obviously, she would not do well if she got it, but my parents are, like, less concerned than I am. So that also comes down to this thing, like, so it's, I don't know, it's just, like, we are, some people are preventively more worried for other people than they are actually for themselves at some points and um being privileged in, enough in a sense of like i live in a small town and we have like nobody sick here uh but we still have the same general sweeping measures of not being able to leave so uh what was i going with that point i don't know <laughs> i think the point was to say that if my personal situation was different or if like I personally had something that put me at risk or it's kind of like, I, I don't know, I could have some sort of underlying health issue, you know, you never know. Um, so if I did know, I would probably take a different measure, but I wouldn't expect other people to stay inside for until they got a vaccine because if I got it, I would die. Like I would just isolate myself try to keep myself away from everybody else until I felt safer. Um, but, you know, I think anyone who has, who is high risk should be able to do what they need to do to stay safe. So I don't think anyone should be forced to go back to work. I should make that clear. Um, it should very much so be like, we need to protect those who need protection, but anyone who is willing to work or who feels they don't care or they weighed the risk and they'd rather go out to work that they should be able to as well. Um, it's complicated. Like I said, no one knows what we should actually do. We just kind of have to wait it out, I guess. Yeah. And then like you have the other side of people like my mom who watches CNN 24 <laughs> seven, she will call me and be like, did you see Alex Como? He said this, this and that. And I'm like, she's like in love with Alex Como. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And, it's just, and she's like, and she, she just like made me, like I go shopping for her, right? So I, I gave her, so she gives me money to go shopping for her. And I finally gave her it all back because she was like, I want to try to go to the grocery store. And I gave her a mask and I gave her hand sanitizer. It's like, you know, some older people though, they like don't believe this is real. That's my like, <laughs> like they don't believe it's real. They'll go out, they won't have a mask. And it's like, it's like everyone is just, you know, we're all in this together. We're all experiencing this together. Everyone's different. We're not trying to tell you how you should live your life. We're not saying you shouldn't be scared because if you're scared, you have every right to be scared. You have every right to feel what you're feeling. But this, but this is just how we're feeling. And we just yeah. kind of went on a rant today. So exactly. we went from weight loss before and after pictures <laughs> to, to COVID-19. To like, oh my gosh. Obviously, this quarantine is doing us real good because we're just ranting uh, about everything. Um, but that to say, it's just kind of, it all comes full circle in the sense of I am 100% for everyone 
loving themselves where they are at, having space for other people being in different places in their life and being okay with that. And then also not ignoring the risks of things, COVID, obesity, metabolic disease, you know, everything, it all comes together. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I agree with you a hundred percent. So if you stick along this far with us <laughs> through this episode we thank you and if you're still going to listen to us thank you uh, but we know our views are not um you know they're just what we think right now that that could change if one of us gets infected or if someone we know gets infected like you know we're just living every day and this is just how we feel today um and we just wanted to thank you for listening and subscribing we're still not on itunes yet um they're a little behind, so once we're on iTunes, we'll let you know. Yes. Hey, now. You know, we're on everything else, though, besides iTunes. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're on – you can listen to us on um, Google Podcasts. You can listen to us on Spotify. There's a whole bunch of other things that I didn't even know where you could listen to podcasts, where you can listen to us. So we're out there. Yes. 